I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and catch your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now, your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Del Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Today is Tell Dell. And as you know, on Tell Dell, we bring in someone to share their story with you. And today's story is a little interesting, a little different and still interesting in the fact that the individual that we're bringing up has kind of done it all. It's all over the place. So what our goal is going to be today is for you to understand a few of these facts that we're going to bring to light. One, he's done this out of California, and it's traditionally known that you can't do real estate in California, but he's done California real estate. Uh, he's been he's done it all over the country. He's done it in Phoenix and Texas and so on and so forth. He's been all over the place. Uh, so it's you know traditionally thought you can't do it anywhere but in your backyard, and that's not the case. He's proved that. Uh, he's done it while holding down a job, uh, which is, you know, do you have enough time to do this? Well, he not only has a job, he has a wife and three daughters, and the three daughters are all very, very, very busy uh, because they have professional dance careers uh, as young and they're all over the place, so the family's very busy. But he was able to get it all done during that. He's been a single-family investor and a multifamily investor, a passive multifamily investor, and he's now a lead investor, and he's even looking to grow that part of his portfolio even further. So we've got someone here that I think you know, if you're an engineer out there or you're a midline managerial-type person, and you just said to yourself forever, hey, this just can't be done, here's someone that's not only done it, he's done it all while still holding down a job. So let's go ahead and introduce him here, Mr. Bob LaFrance out of uh, Los Gatos, California. Bob, welcome to the show. Hi, Dell. Great to be on. Thanks. That sounds uh, like an exhausting life, but actually it's, it's pretty exciting and exhilarating. So <laughs> it sounded pretty exhausting to me just getting it all out, man. It's like yeah, you were yeah. a busy fellow. So let's, let's start at the beginning. Let's talk about when you first decided to do some real estate. How old were you? What interested did you in it, and uh, what did you start out doing? And I know yeah, that's well great, before lifestyles. Yeah, we so um, kind of going back, the, the family's been involved in real estate for years and years, um, back to my grandparents' days. So I think it was probably all, always in the back of my mind. Um, and we did uh, kind of fast-forwarding, uh, start to look at investment property and different strategies for um, working within real estate from 
uh, spec development to rental units, uh, and it wasn't probably until I was introduced to Lifestyles that, that the plan really kind of solidified and took better shape and form. Well, you hooked up with a partner out there in Phoenix. Was that before or after Lifestyles? That was the before. Houses. So, yes, exactly. So that in the last um, in the last uh, recession, we we had two. I had two partners in the Phoenix area, and we were uh, flipping single family homes at the time. So we flipped uh, twenty seven to thirty homes. Those were we were buying at wholesale. We were buying at auction. We were buying in the MLS. Uh, had a really good uh, realtor on the ground there. Um, it was very competitive. Um, we 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 made money at it, but it was very competitive, uh, and you had to be quick and turn the properties. But uh, at the time, my, my objective and what I was recommending is, hey, we should start holding some of these, which I wish we had. But my partners at the time wanted to keep their money moving, so we didn't. We flipped them, and then uh, ultimately, I I moved off of that uh, after a couple of years. But we had some pretty good success for for a couple of years uh, flipping some homes down there. Well, during the recession, flipping and wholesaling like that did uh, show a lot of opportunity. Now, of course, it's probably not as good. But I want to ask you, though, uh, on the other side of the ledger, okay, you made some money. Good. Um, who was doing the work? I mean, that's Phoenix. You're out there in uh, California. And uh, who was doing all the work? Because that's a lot of work to buy and flip houses like that. It, it is. We were, I was doing some analysis from here. The two partners I had in Arizona, one was uh, an agent and she's very good at identifying locations, you know, this block, but not that block. Uh, so she was focused mostly on that. And then the third partner was overseeing the unit turns or the, the property turns. Um, I say units because now I'm, now I'm accustomed to talking about multifamily. Uh, but the single-family home uh, turns. And so we had third-party contractors that we used, and we tried to get in and out in, you know, two to two to four weeks at most, depending upon the, the condition of the property. So you were doing renovation on them, not just flipping them. You were actually rehabbing them and reselling them? That's right. That's correct. We put in, you know, we had some where we might buy wholesale and we didn't have to do anything to it, and we could, you know, maybe just clean it up and turn it. Others, we, we had a little bit more work. And so we would renovate, and that could be anywhere from seven thousand dollars to you know fifteen or twenty thousand, just depending upon the property itself. So, what years was this going on? From eight nine two thousand eight nine when? Yeah, it was like two thousand nine to two thousand eleven time frame, and then we we exited uh, at that point. Uh, there was a lot of money coming in from Canada. There was a lot of large groups just buying everything they could, um, and so. The margin started to get thinner, and um, I think we just, just we all decided to move on to, to other endeavors at that point. Gotcha. So how long was it then before you got excited to do something else, and how did you become interested in what you're doing now? Well, that, that was pretty immediate, so um, I had to start thinking about what is next. I knew I wanted to move towards cash flow and uh, take advantage of, you know, tax benefits and whatnot. So I wanted to get into more of the um, at least single-family, if not multifamily, uh, passive income approach. Uh, and then, so that was probably 2011-12. I think I, I probably found Lifestyles around, I want to say, 2014 timeframe and uh, listened to and took the two-day course and 
was looking at single family um, and then ultimately in 2015 really moved towards multifamily. Um, so the interest never waned. Uh, it was just a matter of what we could do, what the strategy was going to be, and what was the best path to move towards passive income. So how did you find out about us being out in California? Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good question. I would often, you know, go to the gym or work out or go for a run, whatever I was doing, and I would look up different podcasts on real estate. And I really found you guys through podcasting. And uh, my my first question was, I wonder if other people in California are, are even aware of uh, lifestyles. I'm not sure you were on the air here yet at that point. Um, so I was listening to a lot of the podcasts, and that's where I learned about lifestyles, um, and then ultimately. When I came to the first expo and road trip in 2015, that's really where where I think I turned a corner uh, significantly. So had you joined in 2014, but just hadn't totally bought in until the expo? Yeah, I, I hadn't. Uh, yeah, it was probably, I'd have to go back and check the dates. It was probably towards the end of 2014. Um, and I had the single family membership, and I just hadn't done much with it yet. And then I really kind of got off the dime, if you will, uh, in 2015. I think back then the X1 road trip was January. I think it was Super Bowl weekend or right around there. And uh, that's really where uh, things accelerated for me. And I had, you know, kind of an aha moment uh, and said, I need to start moving a little bit faster on this. All right. Well, we're coming to the end of this segment. Well, actually, we've got about a minute left. So I'm, if I can get in just a short response. On the road trip, what was the aha moment that made you go, boom, this is it? I think it's really a combination of things, but, uh, you know, I think to see everyday folks learning, uh, sharing information and knowledge, supporting each other and delivering really outstanding results for themselves and their partners, it gives you the confidence or some additional confidence that you can do that too, uh, either as a passive, which is a much, uh, frankly, a, a much easier route, um, uh, or as a lead, if, if you so desire. And I knew, you know, eventually I'd want to get into lead deals, but I wanted to at least start with passive deals. So I think it, it, it's a combination of those factors, the people, the process, the education, that really um, it, it's a very rich ecosystem, if you will, to support um, all the, the members and the people that are working on the, on the deals themselves. Okay. Well, I think when we come back from break, that's probably where we'll pick it up. The people, I like how you said that, the people and the ecosystem, the information, education, and uh, how you process through it and uh, how you felt about the way people uh, treated you when you came into the program. We're going to take a short break. We'll be by, back with Bob LaFrance and the Dell Walmsley Radio Show. We know you're out there, hiding in plain sight, living a life of quiet desperation, wondering if you're going to beat your money to the grave. There's a better way, a better life at Lifestyles Unlimited. It's time to live the life you deserve. You can only do that by creating passive income. Let us show you how. It's just two hours. It can't be worse than another meeting about meetings or another mindless night in front of the TV. Go to LifestylesUnlimitedAustin.com. That's LifestylesUnlimitedAustin.com. 
Lifestyles Unlimited is the real estate investor education and mentoring group that has been taking people by the hand and teaching them how to invest in real estate for over 28 years. Our students have been so successful at creating wealth and passive income that they have won local, state, and national investor of the year awards 12 of the last 12 years. It's easy to see why Think Realty Magazine named us the best in the U.S. If you're ready to add real estate to your portfolio, go to lifestylesunlimitedaustin.com to access our free live training event schedule. Did you know that every dollar you invest in real estate makes you money five ways? Cash flow, money in your pocket each month, equity capture, the thousands of dollars you create when you have the right team and buy the right property using the right map. Appreciation, real estate can increase in value over time. Equity buildup, renters pay down your mortgage each month. And finally, the tax advantage. When done correctly, real estate investors pay no taxes on our cash flow and capital gains. At Lifestyles Unlimited, these are the five ways we make money in real estate, which is why real estate accounts for more millionaires in the world today than any other investment vehicle. You should have some real estate in your portfolio. To learn how to attend a Lifestyles Unlimited free workshop, call 866-971-8970 or go to lifestylesunlimitedaustin.com and register for the next available workshop. That's 866-971-8970 or go to lifestylesunlimitedaustin.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time. Del Wamsley. So with me here today on Tell Dell is Bob LaFrance out of Los Gatos, California. And uh, Bob's been sharing us his stories about uh, doing 27 single-family houses and uh, has his, owned as many as 1,800 multifamily units at one time, sold some of those off, so it's now around 945. Uh, but the reality is his story is interesting because he comes out of California and uh, got started from there. So we're going to pick it back up, Bob, when you found out about the, or went to the expo, I'm sorry, and you went to the road trip, which, uh, you know, the master's tour, and then you went to the expo. My question to you is, were you surprised coming into this environment um, how people, how open people were about information and about their personal finances? Did that surprise yeah. you at all? Uh, it, it did. It did. I mean, I knew coming in there was an environment of sharing um, with the group, but it is pretty incredible to you know, sit on a bus and walk a property, but, you know, before you get on the, on the property, the, the, the owner, um, the syndicator, the lead is pretty much opening up and sharing, um, everything from their books and they're, they're happy to help. 
So one thing that never ceases to amaze me is that these um, these deal leads will will help educate each other. They'll share information. They're pretty much completely an open book. I feel like I can call um, not only mentors but but other leads within lifestyles, and they're more than willing to share um, any information, provide tips, guidance. So that that was a bit surprising uh, in a very positive way. You don't see that in most businesses for sure. Now, uh, I think I want to ask you to ex- expound on that from the point of view of, hey, you could see that if it was like a local little local meetup in a town, right? You know, hey, we got our 25 guys. We all know each other. We're all friends. But you've gone across the country, been to multiple locations of what we do, and have you found it to be the same? And is it open cross city-wise, state-wise borders? Do people still feel the same when you run into them from far apart? Definitely, and you you run into people. So you know, I'm on email and phone calls uh, and events, talking to people from all over the country, and it doesn't take long to break the ice. You've got some commonality in terms of how you've either been educated or how you run your operations. So there's kind of an immediate affinity uh, between between members. And so I think everybody's pretty much in the spirit of helping each other and seeing each other succeed. And that's, that's really pretty powerful. Um, but yes, I, I feel like I can call somebody and, you know, I, I, I speak to folks in Tennessee or Georgia or Houston or Dallas, anywhere, uh, Arizona and here in California, and, and you get a pretty consistent response and support, uh, which is fantastic, and I'm here to do the same for them, you know, if I can advise or help in any way uh, from my end. Well, I know the first time I met you, we had, um, well, maybe I met you at the expo, I don't remember, but when I remember you mostly was when we came out to California. And you guys out there had started uh, some meetup groups for, for Lifestyles. And you had a Southern California meetup group and a Northern California meetup group. And um, tell us how that happened. How did that occur and how did it work and where is it at now? Absolutely. That's a great story. So in I mentioned that I, I came to the first expo and road trip in, in uh, January of 2015 Fast forward a year, 2016, I'm, I'm at the same event, uh, you know, early 2016, and I'm talking to folks and just asking, hey, who else, who else here is from California? I want to meet some other folks so we can get together and kind of share information and, and uh, support each other. And slowly but surely, I met, you know, three or four or five folks, and it was 10 folks. And so we came back after the 2016, I think it was, um, Road Trip and Expo. And there was a very small group of us, call it five to ten people, that would uh, get together for brunch and talk about our objectives, talk about you know what what deals we were looking at, et cetera. And then it it really mushroomed from there. So once we had uh, we had organized ourselves a little bit, and then people knew we were there, we get other others would be referred to us, and we, you know, I basically started a spreadsheet, and it, we. <laughs> We started tracking all the people from California, and we set up a group email address, and it it really mushroomed. And then we had um, folks from Southern California interested as well, and so we uh, worked with them, and then they kind of split off to create a group in Southern California, which is now pretty massive as well. So there's now a Northern California meetup group, and we have ambassadors here, and then there's a really large and strong Southern California contingency 
and we're all on each other's uh, email and distribution list. So we, you know, if, if you happen to be in Southern California, come to an event. If you're up north, you know, come to one of the Northern California events. So there's a, there's a lot of sharing even within the state. Wow, that's amazing. Any idea how many ambassadors we have out there now? I know that's not your position to hold, but do you know? I believe. By chance? I we well, we have uh, we have three primary ones: a husband and wife uh, uh, in in Northern California, and then one other person in Northern California. Southern California, I think it's two to three that kind of share the the responsibilities and, and help organize things down there. So it's probably five to six total. That's great for, for both. Yeah. So we've got the opportunity to network. Let's talk about the educational program. When you went through the two-day, where did you take that at? Originally, I took it online because I don't think it was either travel to Texas. Uh, it wasn't out in California yet in terms of a live show so or a live event. Um, so I took it online originally, and then subsequent to that, I think the first time it was taught in California, I came out to at least the second day for the multifamily portion. And I've been a couple of times since, uh, at least for uh, portions of it or the second day, uh, since I'm focused mostly on multifamily. Uh, and then, you know, we can kind of maybe get into this later, but we're, we're starting to educate our daughter, who at the time was 16, now she's 17, about investing. And my wife's uh, a realtor as well, so she hears us talking about um, lifestyles and investing and the potential that it provides for you as an opportunity for for growing your wealth or as a business. Um, and so she she's actually attended the um, introductory workshops and then she's also attended the, the two day uh, in the last probably 18 months. And so we've helped ramp her up as well. So in, in her spare time, which isn't much, uh, she's learning the business as well. So um, to answer your question, yeah, I've been I've been a couple of times. First, first uh, full two day was online, and then subsequent to that was in person in uh, California a couple times. Okay. Um, so as we go through that, you, you were going mostly through the um, for the multifamily when you went to the live one. When you took it over the internet, you were looking at everything. Uh, when we come back, what I want to be able to talk about is what were the aha moments that you got when you took it online? And then were there any subsequent ahas when you saw it live? Because I've had people tell me they've taken my seminar, and it's even just me, but not other people being there, but me online and then seeing it live, and it's completely different. And then when you throw in David doing it or Brian doing it, it becomes different again. And yet the material is the same. But, you know, different people have different ways of communicating, and so sometimes people get different aha moments. But we'll pick that up when we come back. Take a short break. Be right back with Bob O'France and the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Talk 1370, the right choice. Welcome back. Now here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. With me here today for Tell Del is Bob LaFrance out of Los Gatos, California. And uh, he was sharing with us earlier that he had gone through the two-day online and then came back when we finally had uh, classes out in California live. He had gone to the live classes in California uh, to follow up. So let's go back to when you took it online. What was the aha moment for you when you went online and took the class for the first time? I think um, it's a good question. I mean, I think I had been focused primarily on single family at that point. So I would say the aha was really dabbling with and starting to understand the power of multifamily. And that was really an eye opener. Um, then it, then it became, okay, how can I get involved in multifamily? But just a base education uh, is pretty amazing. And there's probably, you know, there's several things within that, that um, got my mind thinking about, you know, how do I, how do I pivot? What would be the easiest or best way to pivot from, single family to multifamily and I can I can talk about what some of those things are but um, that was pretty powerful that second day of the two days is, is pretty amazing let's go ahead and talk about that I think that's an interesting point the term pivot I've never heard used that way but it makes sense uh, go ahead and share with you share with our audience um, you know what you heard that made sense about changing and how you were going to do it well some of it's some of it's simplistic I think People get comfortable with single family because they, you know, often own a home, rent a home. They, it's just easier to understand and grok, if you will. The, the amazing thing I think about multifamily. There's several things, but when you think about creating value, and you know, having done flips, having lived in California where there's a lot of real estate cycles, you see how residential real estate can go up and down. Not that commercial or multifamily cannot, but or does not. But generally, uh, when you start looking at relative comps of single family, which is the basis by which, you know, most properties are valued, right? So I can buy a house for a million dollars. I could put in 500000 but if the market's telling me it's only worth 1.2, then it's going to be based on those comps. When you start looking at multifamily, you're really buying a stream of income. So if you can create value around that, and increase that stream of income to the owners, then that's how it's going to be valued in the market. So a significant investment can multiply your return exponentially, you know, relative to single family. So you start doing the math and you realize, hmm, this, this is pretty interesting. Um, not to 
mentioned things like economies of scale that you get with multifamily. Um, you know, I think the, the one that always sticks out with me is if you have a single family house and it's vacant, you have 100% vacancy, zero occupancy. If you have 100 units and you've got four or five vacants, you still have, you know, 95, 96% occupancy. And so you, you really start thinking about economies of scale and, um, and then how you can use different strategies to lever up and to create more value while creating, you know, fantastic living environment for your tenants. Um, which is always the goal is, you know, to keep them in there and keep retain them and keep them happy and keep them, keep them paying the rent and bills. So um, th those are just a few points. There's, there's several more that I would, that I would probably call out, but those are some kind of key things that really got me thinking about how do I pivot from and move from a single family mentality to a multifamily mentality. So right after you took that video uh, of took the class by video over the internet the question then is, when did you take action and what did you do next? I probably wait, honestly, I probably waited a little bit too long. Um, so I'm, I'm sitting in California, you know, by myself, didn't know any other LU members. And I'm thinking about how can I apply these principles uh, from here? I didn't know, I was not a preferred member at the time, so I didn't have, uh, I didn't have access to or I didn't know the multifamily investors. Um, but fast forward a few months, I ended up going to that first uh, expo and road trip, and I met quite a few folks, and then I took fairly immediate action and uh, remember going to some breakout sessions and seeing some of the presentations, the numbers, the, you know, of how these performed, and it was just really uh, pretty eye-opening, and there's nothing quite like seeing it in person, I mean, and meeting these people in person, so that was fantastic, um, and so I basically joined as a preferred member at that point uh, to Lifestyles, and then got in my first deal almost immediately. Um, and then, unfortunately, I let the paint dry for a few months, and it took a little bit uh, of time to get into the subsequent deals, mostly because I was I was just waiting and I was um, uh, evaluating and meeting other leads. And then I quickly got into about five more deals uh, within a little over a year. Yeah, that seems to be the way it works once you get going. that You find, you know, these offers are on your desk every day, and you have to Boy, it's hard to turn them down when you see them coming across your desk like that. So That's um, right. let's move, now that we've seen you've got in, took some passive action. Right after or during the time you took the live class, did you see any difference? And or taking it from the point of view, you've now got lots of hands-on touches. You've you know heard the information material before. Um, what I'm looking for is this point. When I read Think and Grow Rich, the first time I read it, I highlighted all the stuff I thought was important. Second time I read it, all the stuff that I highlighted I thought was stupid. Uh, and I guess it's because I already knew it. And second time I highlighted what I thought was important. By the third time I read it, I thought both of them were stupid. In other words, it had become me. But something new was popping out that I had never seen because I wasn't ready for it yet. When you took the class that latter time, did anything else pop out at you that you weren't ready for yet? Absolutely. I mean, I think the amazing thing, and I think you're spot on about the, the analogy with the book, um, every time, so the first time you attend it, if you, if you know nothing about investing, it's a wealth of information, and it, 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 there's quite a bit there. I mean, you could spend weeks reviewing it, but to your point, I mean, every time I go, either I've, I've experienced something directly myself that is allowing me to absorb information differently, or sometimes you just hear something differently, or 
maybe it's a different presenter and they're presenting a different story. And so you, you actually, you know, you absolutely gain knowledge, I think, from each experience uh, going. So whether it's talking to people and just understanding what they're doing or it's uh, something that just resonates with you that didn't previously because you just didn't have any, any kind of uh, relationship to that, that point. So, yeah, I, I feel like I learn every time I go um, and every time I interact with folks. And if you think about it, the economy's changing, the world's changing, um, the market's changing. And so you'll, you'll pick up different things and different strategies based on what your objectives are and what's happening in the market uh, as you go. So I think it's important to stay, um, stay current. And uh, definitely, I think there's value in, in uh, networking and going and, and meeting and hearing the information multiple times. Well, that brings us to the next question. Um, you've got this breadth of information. You've now got some uh, hands-on with it. You were doing passive deals, I take it, because you had a job and you thought that was the easiest way to get started. How did the bug bite that you wanted to be a lead? Tell us about that. Well, I knew I always wanted to be a lead. It was a matter of how I was going to pull it off from California because the the markets immediately near where I live are, are pretty expensive and really low cap rates. So the uh you very lucrative but um very expensive so you know for example you could pay easily 300 to 450,000 a door for a property you know around here so then it became a question of well if i'm going to be a lead where where and how can i do that most effectively and can i do it out of state and should i do it is there are there markets nearby where i could pull this off and uh ironically Going back to when we first started the kind of the meetup group in Northern California and networking, um, one of another member that, that I work, you know, have worked closely with in the past uh, was investing in the Sacramento market. And so I started to take a look at that market and uh, ultimately ended up being a KP on a key principal on, on his deal and then uh, ended up acquiring one of my own. So it was really a matter of what was going to be the right market to approach. Uh, could I? get there in a reasonable amount of time to be on the property, even though I'm, I was hiring third-party professional management. I want to be able to, you know, kind of touch it and be, be on property as needed uh, as, much as, uh, as much as I might need to go there. And so that market actually worked out quite well. So I knew I wanted to be a lead. It was a matter of finding the market and the right opportunity, and then I found that in Sacramento. So that became my first uh, lead deal. Great. And um, how did that work out for you? You know, I've seen that we've done quite a few properties in that area. How did yours work out? It's We still own it. We're a little over two years, and it's worked out fantastically well. Despite, All right, well, we're gonna, uh, we have to take a break yep. there, Bob. We'll pick that back sure. up. We're going to come back with Bob LaFrance and the Del Wamps Radio Show after a short break. Lifestyles Unlimited is the real estate investor education and mentoring group that has been taking people by the hand and teaching them how to invest in real estate for over 28 years. Our students have been so successful at creating wealth and passive income that they have won local, state, and national investor of the year awards 12 of the last 12 years. It's easy to see why Think Realty Magazine named us the best in the U.S. If you're ready to add real estate to your portfolio, go to DellOnTheRadio.com to access our free live training event schedule. Dell says the things you just can't say to your friends, boss, kids, financial planner, spouse, even the cat. Need him to deliver the message for you? Don't worry. 
Dell's past show archives are just a mouse click away. So go to DellOnTheRadio.com and turn your speakers up for everyone to hear. Dell delivers his daily Dellisms and liberating unconventional wisdom 24 hours a day at DellOnTheRadio.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Talk 1377. Uh, he's also flipped 27 different houses uh, during the recession era and uh, made some money doing that. So he's been a lead, or he's been a passive, and now he's a lead. He's had has been a KP, and he's uh, finishing up one project right now that he's had for a while, and he's going to go on to a second one, which we can't go into because he's still working on it right now. But, uh, Bob, let's go back to the one you just finished up. Uh, you got cut off when we went to break. How's that one working out for you? How's it to deal with something um, as still having a job, being a lead like you are? Yeah, it's, it's worked out fantastically. I mean, despite what you might hear and read about uh, California legislation, which is a bit of a challenge, and I think it's uh, potentially influencing our go-forward plan, but uh, there's, you know, first of two states to implement uh, rent control statewide. Um, but even within that, there's room for growth. But uh, back to your question, I mean, it's worked out fantastic. We've infused quite a bit of capital into the property. Uh, so we've owned it just over two years. And uh, the, you know, when we took over, um, I think the average one bedroom was around $730, $729. Uh, we've, we've since grown that. We're now getting $975 plus Fifty dollars utility bill back, so we're we're actually say that uh, again. That the, I, I got to write that down. That seemed quite high. You went from seven twenty-five yeah. to nine seventy-five. Seven twenty-nine, and a current turned one-bedroom unit. We're now getting nine seventy-five plus uh, a utility bill back, which is a flat rubs fee. We started at thirty, and now we're at fifty. $50. So that's 1025 for a one-bedroom. So that alone is about a 41% lift over our takeover uh, average one-bedroom in 2017, end of 2017. Wow, that's so pretty, amazing. 
it's pretty remarkable. It, it, it really is. I mean, do you I, have any idea how much that uh, contributed to the bottom line? What your NOI went up by any chance? Well, our, yeah, our NOI is up from takeover about forty-five percent. Uh, I'm just trying the, to get a number here. You, yeah, so the NOI went from about thirteen point six. I think when we bought it, that's what the seller was generating. Thirteen point six thousand dollars a month. So I'm, I'm giving you monthly numbers, um, 13, and then we're six thirteen six, 12. and now we're averaging at about uh, we're we're about uh, twenty thousand dollars a month on NOI. So uh, the it's it's pretty significant uh, increase in NOI. Uh, so overall, you know, it's performed very well. Now, when if and when we sell. The, this is the other challenge with California. Your taxes are based on the sales price. So, you know, if we're paying uh, around, we call it thirty-two to thirty-six thousand in taxes, the buyer has to underwrite the new deal at, uh, you know, with probably close to fifty thousand in taxes. So, that gets factored into the ultimate value. But when I look at the performance, there's I think a number of things that I would point to. One is the market there has been exceptionally strong, and that's why we started there, because Sacramento was leading the country in terms of rental rate growth. And, and now, you know, I'm working on and looking at other markets that are in a similar position. Uh, secondly, we followed, the, you know, the map and the, and the model and, you know, best product, best price. So we had the capital up front to do the work, and we put a lot of uh, time and energy into the property in the first uh, year to year and a half, and that's really reaped rewards. Uh, so now we're able to charge, you know, really strong market rents, and, and the market still is good there. It's expensive to build. There's not a ton of new inventory, um, and there's uh, strong demand because the employment is, is still strong. So that's really fueled uh, the rental rate growth, the rental uh, rental rates, and and NOI. Now, just a real quick legal question that I know you're not a legal person, you're not an attorney, but um, your understanding of the law of you, you stated the California now has rent control statewide. So the, my, my um, inference of that is that there's rent controls on existing tenants, but if someone moves out, now you've got a vacant unit, is there rent controls on that unit also, or is that one open to go back to market? No, that can go back to market. Um, so the way the law is written, and it goes into effect on January 1st, is that they're going to do a look back to March 15th of 2019, and you can only increase your rental rate on existing tenants by 5% plus effectively a cost of living adjustment. So call it um, 6 to 7%, probably somewhere in that range, pegged to your March 15th, 2019 rates. If you if you ask somebody to leave, or because you're going to renovate a unit or something like that, um, and, and you, you're just non going to non renew them, there there are some stipulations around what you have to compensate them for to to leave. If uh, people vacate on their own, though, you can you can indeed renovate the units and take them up to market rent. So they're not controlling or putting any caps on market rent units. Um, but if you if you, you know, kind of push people out, so to speak, or let's say you want to make some renovations, let's say you ask them to leave, you, you could be on the hook to pay them some money to move out. Yeah, well, you know, from my um, reference point sitting out here, 
I don't think that 7% or even 5% annual rent growth is that bad a deal, really, to be honest with you. Um, I know that there's been hyperinflation in a lot of things, uh, especially out in California, but still, if I could live with 7% rent increase every year, I'd be happy with that. So Absolutely. that's not all that bad. But we only yeah, got no, uh, no, we no. only got one minute left, so I want to, I want to get off that because that's uh, something that we should have an attorney on. But the reality here is you're getting into your second deal. What is your long-term goal for yourself and your family? Well, really, uh, so you only I, got I really you only got twenty seconds. Okay, so enjoy, enjoy the work. Um, really focused on building a legacy, and the goal is you know for my family, educating them. Uh, of course, want to support the family. And um, the goal is to ramp up to probably 500 units in that range in the next couple of years. All right. Well, uh, we, two, we're glad that you could take the time. I'm, I know you're busy. Glad you could take the time to come on and speak with us. Really appreciate it. And for the rest of you out there, remember this. It's not the money. It's the lifestyle. Everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Access past your podcasts and join the conversation. The information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.